On today's podcast, Take 26, Blonde on Blonde by Burden. Trust the Wizards present Robert Pollard's Guide to the Late 60s. Before going on tour with his band, Guided by Voices, in 2001, Robert Pollard recorded his favourite records onto 62 double-sided cassettes. Music from 1966 to 1971, from the best-known bands of the era to obscure, unheard-of psychedelic curios. The Wizards are on a mission to listen to and explore every groove. Kicker and Chorizo invite you to turn off your mind, relax and float downstream as you listen to Robert Pollard's guide to the late 60s. Blonde on Blonde from 1966, Bob Dylan's seventh album, uh, since the first one uh, which came out in March 62. Uh, so we'd averaged an album every seven months over the first four years slacker. of his career. What a slacker. Yeah. Um, and over the next four years, he, he slowed down significantly, and there was only there was only three albums. And some of the reasons for that we'll, we might uh, get into on here. So just to give you uh, an indication of where Bob Dylan was, uh, you know, but Bob Dylan didn't go electric overnight. It was a gradual process. So it, it, the previous year, March '65, bringing it all back home, uh, which the, the the first side is electric, the second side is acoustic, and in the same year, August '65. Highway 61 Revisited, fully electric, apart from uh, the last song, Desolation Row. Uh, and a guy called Charlie McCoy played the other guitar on, on Desolation Row. He'll feature later on. Uh, also in May 60, in April, May 65, the documentary filmmaker D.A. Pennebacher followed him on a tour around England, playing eight gigs and filming the famous subterranean Homesick Blues video around the back of the Savoy Hotel. Uh, and the tour marks the end of his relationship with Joan Baez and the beginning of one with uh, Sarah, Sarah Lowndes, who he, who he marries of secretly in September of 65. Just before that, in July of 65, he plays the infamous Newport Folk Festival um, appearance, not in Wales, it's in the USA, where he plays with an electric band for the first time, not actually the Hawks or the band that later became the band, but his band that day were the Paul Butterfield blues band uh and famously like was un, you know somebody pulled the plug on him and it sounded so terrible he, do you and you know how many how many electric songs did he play that day kicker do i'm gonna like, say what no free free and then mm. a, a two-song acoustic encore so uh uh it really didn't have much tolerance for electric music and <laughs> uh, then at the end of 65 he, he went on tour of the usa with the hawks um and, and did some tentative attempts to start recording this album in Columbia Studio A in New York City with some of the Hawks, uh, notably uh, Rick Danko on bass and Robbie Robertson on guitar. Levon Helm wasn't available. And uh, they, they had a go at quite a few of the songs that ended up on the album, but only sooner or later one of us must know from those sessions actually made it out. And that was released as a single before the album came out. But the rest of the takes that they tried to make of the album didn't really work. Busy, busy time for Bob Dylan, because in January 66, he became a dad for the first time uh, with his son Jesse was born. But the guy, um, his producer in, in New York, it was a guy called Bob Johnston, who um, was also incidentally a co-writer, a, so- a songwriter himself and co-wrote with his wife, Joy Byers, um, many songs um, for Elvis Presley during his, in my opinion, overly maligned film years 
um, the great ballad It Hurts Me for example was, was co-written by those two and Stop Look and Listen some good stuff anyway he suggested relocating to Columbia Studio B in Nashville uh, partly I think because he was from Nashville but also because he knew a lot of people down there um, and really Bob Dylan was the first sort of person there were some early rock and roll records but he was the first person who was already a big star outside of country music to go and record in Nashville so Robbie Robertson went with him but apart from that, the the main band were this guy Charlie McCoy I mentioned before who played on Desolation Row and, and his band. He had his own band called Charlie McCoy and the Escorts and most of the people who played were either session musicians. There's a bit of a myth that says these were old, you know, being there or being around the, the block many times, old guys. Um, they weren't. They Most of them were younger than Dylan. They were in their early 20s. But they were essentially Charlie McCoy and the Escort, Escorts, his band, and a few other people. Um, a bit um, wider context around there was uh, some other records that we've um, talked about on this podcast. It's often claimed that Blonde on Blonde and Pet Sounds came out the same day, but that's not true. Um, uh, Pet Sounds was about a month before, in May 66. Where the Beatles were at, well, they'd released Help in 65 with the first of John... Lennon's Dylan-type song, You've Got to Hide Your Love Away. Rubber Soul came out in, in December 65, including the very, very Dylan-sounding Norwegian Wood. Uh, probably come back to that later, maybe. Uh, Revolver came out a couple of months after Blonde on Blonde, and the Beatles themselves had had that infamous meeting with Dylan in August 64 at the Delmonico Hotel in New York, where um, the Beatles had smoked pot for the first time. Uh, this album's usually acknowledged as the first ever sort of pop or rock double album. Uh, it, it beat Freak Out by The Mother's Invention by about a month. Um, and in between finishing the recording in March and the album coming out in June, Dylan went on tour again, playing first in the USA and Canada, Australia, Sweden, Denmark, Ireland, and then the infamous, I've used that word three times already, but th- there's no other word, really? the infamous UK dates... Uh, with their famous um, gig not at the Albert Hall but the Manchester Free Trade Hall which is people think was at the Albert Hall with the Judas Chance and when he played at the actual Albert Hall uh, in London um, the, again there was booing and, and people having a go including Beatles actual Beatles in the crowd who were um, telling the crowd they were idiots uh, well I mean you've, you've given a lot of facts there but I think the only thing that I can say to you so at this point is I don't believe you you're alone <laughs> bringing it all back home uh, Blonde on it's, it's kind of a trilogy in a way um, he doesn't really make albums that sound like this ever again arguably um, mm. so bringing it all back home then Highway 61 then Blonde on Blonde there's a sound a similar sound to, to a lot of these songs in terms of the band sound fairly similar yeah. It could be made, a case may be argued, uh, maybe we're going to argue it later, that, that he never makes another album as, as great as, as those three. Um, uh, in the Rolling Stone magazines, you know, a, a magazine that's essentially kind of named after um, one of his songs, in the 500 greatest albums of all time, in their most recent version of that poll, there was eight Dylan albums in that, in that top 500. Uh, yeah. This one was the third highest at number 38, Highway 61, Revisited, was at number 17, and Blood on the Tracks was at number 9. So I was wondering, we, we asked, had a poll on our on our Twitter, didn't we, Kicker, about yeah. Um, yeah. 
the four sides of the album, which one was your favourite, which I think you voted with the, the, the same as what won the vote. It was a narrow, narrow poll, wasn't it? So we, I didn't see the results. What were the results? Well, I think your, your, do you, is your favourite record one, side two? I mean, record one by far over record two, um, mm. and record two, one, side two, just over side one. Yeah. Mathematically, I sorted it out, frankly. Okay. Um, so I, uh, I, I mean, I know the album very well, but I was listen, I've been listening to it quite a lot over the last uh, week or so. Um, and uh, giving various star ratings to each songs, I think the, the reason that I like side two more than side one is I don't I don't particularly care for pledging my time. I think that's that's quite a, a weak song. But visions of Johanna and one of us must know are top songs, favourite songs in the album. It's just that uh, I want you. I really like. I want you. Um, Leopard skin pillbox hat. I really like. And I think probably I like this side more because it's also the side that Mrs. O'Elves likes the best. It's one of the albums that we, we both like. Um, and uh, and she is particularly keen on Leopard Skin Pillbox Hat and uh, Just Like a Woman. I like um, Stuck Inside a Mobile more than Just Like a Woman, which is okay. Um, I mean, the whole album's great, but I think this is where he really peaks in terms of it being uh, a keyboard guitar album i mean it really is an electric album and and uh i think uh obviously the lyrics are, uh, are fantastic but here we get dylan humor and yeah. and, I, and i really like dylan humor because it's very dry and uh, and i think that's probably what pushes it just just ahead of uh of side one it's, it's, a, it's interesting you mention the humor because i think he's very funny yeah um, and not a lot of people do that. No, not a lot of people do. A lot of people mm. think he's. I mean, in in terms of a, a musician who's generally thought of as being quite a serious person, a songwriter, and who writes mainly serious songs, which he does, a bit like the Smiths, I think. You know, yes, their songs are on the whole quite serious, but there's lots of jokes in there if you're listening. Well, probably, can I just yeah. just throw at you? So the the line you know you're talking about the, the you know the um, leopard skin pool box hat, and you know it balances on your head. Just like a mattress balances on a bottle of wine, which which yeah. is a great line, but absolutely not what a little little hat on somebody's head looks like. No, it absolutely exactly. doesn't look like that. Yeah, well, the, the leopard skin pillbox hat is uh, is has got quite a lot of uh, funny lines in it as well. Hey, you look so pretty in it. Can I jump on it sometime? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, and um, also when he talks about the doctor, the verse about the doctor, who seems <laughs> to be, um, you know, I, I I came to see you, but I found him there instead. You know, I don't mind him cheating on me, but I sure wish you'd take that off his head. So he's <laughs> yeah. cheating on him while wearing the leopard skin pillbox hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and... Yeah. and, and no, it's a great talk. Yeah, but, but, I mean, but, but I mean, I, I Want You, I think, is, has got that, that lilting... Is it a, a rhythm? I mean, I don't know. You can, you can be more specific about what type of rhythm it is, but I really like that. And the, I think the, the, the keyboards on that or the organ or whatever is are, are really good. Stuck Inside of Mobile with the Memphis Blues, again, is just so catchy. In the, and uh, actually was one of the first Dylan songs I ever heard. Here's a, here's a, here's a, a little, little note for you. Um, first Dylan album I ever heard. What do you reckon? Um... Oh, well, I'm going to go for something. You're obviously just something out of the blue that you're going to uh, you're going to hit me with. But also, I know uh, you're a little bit older than me, so I'm going to go. The first one you ever heard was Planet Waves. 
Ah, no, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't a, a current one. It was. It was live. <laughs> oh, which I mean, he's released a lot of live albums. So which one yeah. are you talking about? It's the one with sort of a crowd on the back and him on the front. Yeah, I think it's just called Bob Dylan Live. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it might yeah. be. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's, de- it's definitely got stuck inside of mobile. It's not very good. It's not a very great recording. Right. But uh, stuck inside of mobile with the Memphis Blues again was definitely one of the, the my favourite songs on hearing it. And and so. oh, again, it's full of jokes that one. The, yeah. the verse about Grandpa died, where we, yeah. we uh, built a fire on Main Street, shot it full of holes, and and the and the guy who punched my eyelids and smoked. No, I smoked my eyelids and punched my cigarette. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very, very funny. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing then. Is it fair to say, whether we agree or not that it's the best side, it is the funniest side? Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to argue with that. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely funnier than Sad, Sad-Eyed Lady of the Lowlands, isn't it? There's it's not a lot of jokes in Sad-Eyed Lady of the Lowlands. That, that is no. true, yeah. Or if, they, if, if there are, they're going over my head a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's, it's a brilliant side of the record. Don't, don't get me wrong. It, it's just like I, I absolutely love I Want You I absolutely love I really really love Stuck Inside a Mobile with the Memphis Blues again uh, I, I love Leopard Skin Pillbox Hat and Just Like Woman is okay it's, yeah. it, that, that's, yeah, that's what's letting this side down for, for, for my money it's a brilliant I love the music the music is fantastic but yeah. um, it's just the, the song itself it, it, it's good, good it's got some great lyrics in it you know, and, and, and the chorus as well, where it's just, the, she takes just like a woman and, and, and it just kind of builds and builds and builds. He does that very well in, the, in this era where it kind of just keeps going with a line which he's repeating a, a, a melodic line over and over again. Uh, and then, you know, there's only one way it can end, which is kind of, it breaks just like a little girl and that do 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 yeah. do 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 Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. It, it's, it's kind of one of the songs that... Might be about Edie Sedgwick, the Warhol um, factory oh, really? okay. lady. Um, uh, although um, nobody really knows, nobody really knows uh, which songs are about who, or, or, or if they're about one person or a composite of various people. But if it is, it, it, it's one of the songs where he's not—he's not very nice about um, uh, the person in, in some way. Same as one of us must know, which I which I absolutely love as well. That's probably. Yeah. You know, one of my very right. favourites on the whole album. Uh, you know, you do this just like a woman, do this just like a woman, but you break just like a little girl. And he's the the other line in um, One of Us Must Know, um, you're not very not very grown up. Didn't realise how young you were, you know. Yeah. You're not very... Yeah. But, it, but to be fair, One of Us Must Know also has a line, I didn't know uh, when you said goodbye, you were saying goodbye for good or whatever that line is. Which well, is yeah, yeah. But amazing line. It is, it is, but... but... Again, can be read in different ways. I think you know. Uh, let's go on to side one of side one tr- uh, of the disc one. Anyway, seeing as we're going to one. Is of that the, your uh, favourite then? The first. It, it's not. I'll come. I'll come no. on to my favourite in a bit. But uh, okay. yeah, the bit about when you say goodbye, um, you didn't realise you were saying goodbye for good. But she's saying that to someone else. Can when I, I saw you, when I said, it seems like it seems like this song's about. Um, I don't know. I'm, as we mentioned uh, the other day, there's a, there's a wealth of literature about Bob Dylan's analysis. Probably no, yeah. you know. So I'm sure this information is out there somewhere. Uh, I just haven't bothered reading it. Um, but when I say you, when I saw you say goodbye to your friend and smile, I thought that it was well understood that you'd be coming back in a little while. I didn't know you were saying goodbye for good. So that mm. means to me that the, the person he's singing to is standing with her friend in a bar or somewhere like that. And she said goodbye to her friend, right? Oh, I'm just going off with this guy for a bit. 
uh, he'd be coming back in a little oh, while. Oh, see, I, I didn't read it as that. And, and, and I mean, the, basically, yeah. he's saying, well, it was just that it was just a sort of little silly little dalliance. But she's not obviously not understanding it in that way. Yeah. Uh, which, from what I've the little I've read of Edie Sedgwick, who was apparently had her heart broken by Bob Dylan, and Bob Dylan is yeah. apparently very sensitive about this kind of thing. There, I read that there was a film that came out partly based on on her life, uh, in which there's a character who's clearly based on him, but isn't called Bob Dylan, and he uh, got quite litigious about that, and and yeah. doesn't yeah. like talking about you know the Edie Sedgwick. Uh, dalliance if or whatever that whatever that was but she's clearly very angry as i told you as you clawed out my eyes i never meant to do you any harm she's clearly very angry with him but what i love about that song is is is, as well as the 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 words the music of that which is quite reminiscent of like a rolling stone yes uh, and it's just those bits just before the chorus where it builds and who's that on the organ what's his what's his name al cooper i guess al cooper yeah he's he's, he's usually uh the guy on the on the on the keyboards, though it, yeah. exactly who's playing what on exactly which song is is never particularly clear. Um, mm. uh, there's, there seems to be quite a lot of confusion uh, about this, probably because he made the uh, the Nashville guys work all the way through the night. They're used to just turning up the studio, working kind of office hours, cutting like three or four finished songs in a day, uh, whereas he's doing take after take after take and keeping them up pretty much all night. But I, I, even even though you, you say that that's a sort of a, a lyrical tour de force, it's not the best song lyrically on the first side, I don't think. You know, no. Well, you're talking about. Uh, well, you, I, I'm presuming you're not talking about Rainy Day Woman, uh, or no. or uh, <laughs> or, um, uh, or pledging my time. You're talking about Visions of Joanna. Uh, I am, yeah. yeah, which I think is unbelievable. It is an unbelievable mm. song. It, it, it is really, really. That's great. poetry, that isn't it? it yeah, is. yeah. So what? Oh, I mean, what's wasn't there about him being a being a poet? But, yeah. but frankly, that's yeah. that's your evidence there. So what's he on about in this one then? I don't know. Okay, I have a theory. <laughs> I have a theory, but it doesn't. Oh, it, it only really works for the beginning bit. Um, <laughs> I, I I have again. I haven't read that much Dylan books. I know there's a lot out there, but I read one called Down the Highway a few years okay. ago, which is by a guy called Howard Souness, and uh, I remember him saying in that that that. Um, Dylan was living. He mentions in in on Desire when he when he sings the song Sarah, and he says, um, "Staying up all night in the Chelsea Hotel, writing sad-eyed lady of the Lowlands for you." Yes. So yes, in the Chelsea Hotel, the famous Chelsea Hotel, uh, which is not particularly you know salubrious place. It's a bit kind of cheap and uh, you know got cockroaches in it and stuff like that. I imagine, mm. and mm. he said he's the the pipes are very noisy. The hot water pipes. When the hot when the hot water comes on in the morning, they're very noisy. Was this this uh, is the night playing tricks? Is yeah. It? So I think I think Bob Dylan's. Uh, it's about plumbing. Well, Bob Dylan's awake in the Chelsea Hotel. He can't sleep uh, for whatever reason. Yeah. And there's a lot to say that he's you know that he, it's night time and you know he he can't get to sleep. As for who Joanna and Louise are, I I, I don't really have a yeah. theory on that. But but it, are, are they are they in any way linked? They seem to be two different person people, uh, yeah. But you know, ain't it just like the night to play tricks when you're trying to be so quiet? And lights flicker from the opposite loft in the in the this room. The heat pipes just cough. The country music stations play soft, and there's nothing really, nothing to turn off. There's quite a lot of those bits just before he goes into the trees. Just those bits where yeah. he's saying, "But there's nothing here." Like yeah. he says in another verse, "Joanna's not here," and he and he, you know, and there's 
So, what's your favourite line from this song? Would you say? I wonder if it's the same as mine. Uh, I see we've well, got lyrics in front of you. I've got lots, but uh, I like the verse. I, see, that my theory on the um, what he's singing about goes completely out the window as the song progresses because yeah, as it progresses, it's, it's, it's a ludicrous. None ludicrous of this makes any sense. But the first couple of verses, I think, he's in a hotel room, not a very nice one, and he's yeah. he can't get to sleep. That's he's, he's really annoyed about the plumbing. I like jewels and binoculars hang from the head of the mule. I also yeah. like that bit about um, the Mona Lisa where it says, uh, see the primitive wallflower freeze when the jelly-faced women all sneeze. Hear the one, and this bit in particular, hear the one with a moustache say, geez, I can't find my knees. See, that's funny, right? That's also funny. a bit near the end where with all the ode uh, rhymes. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, we see the empty yeah, yeah. cage now corrode where the cape of the yeah. stage had flown the fiddler yeah. yeah all that bit yeah, yeah. well I, I mean it's all great and uh, and and if, if I had to say what my favourite lyrically the Gillian song lyrically was I would probably say Visions of Shahana but the, the line that I really like which is the ghost of electricity house and the bones of her face yeah. well, I know it's a very famous song but I mean that's so evocative really. yes yes um, have, have you have you ever heard the theory of uh, another theory about what more widely, what, what a lot of this album is about is um, um, heroin. Now, bear with me on this. Now, um, <laughs> you but, but, can't jump from plumbing yeah, to heroin. I can, sorry. I can. There was a guy who, who uh, uh, you know that guy, AJ Weatherman, a generally discredited nutter uh, who um, was going through Dylan's garbage and stuff like that and had oh, yeah, these theories yeah, okay. about him and was, I think, you know, what we'd call him today, a stalker. But he said that Bob Dylan, he said many things. One of the things he said was that Bob Dylan was communicating with him through his songs, which he clearly wasn't. But he also said yeah. that Bob Dylan had, had, had been a heroin act, addict. Yeah. Uh, um, but in a 1966 interview that um, only fairly recently came to light, Bob Dylan actually said that he had... Um, this was an interview with Robert Shelton, and Dylan said... I mean, it's Dylan, so he might have been talking rubbish and just trying mm. to obfuscate. Uh, but he said, I kicked a heroin habit in New York City. I got very strung out for a while. I mean, really very strung out. And I kicked the habit. I had about a $25 a day habit, and I kicked it. Now, that's, he says... Um, that interview's from 1966, and if you're going to get into heroin, probably the time when you're hanging around with uh, Andy Warhol's factory crowd, that's mm. probably, you know, they're, they're, mm. they're quite into all that, aren't they? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, there, there is a... Theory. I don't think that's libelous. I don't think so. No. Uh, there is a theory that says... Now, I've, I've Googled this to try and find if there's any evidence of this elsewhere, and it doesn't seem to be, but... Rain, the word rain is used as a sort of street term for heroin. Mm. Or so, or so I read somewhere, okay. I can't remember where. Um, so if that is that the case... That suddenly explains rainy day women then, doesn't it? <laughs> it explains a lot. There's a lot of mentions of rain on this on this album. But um, uh, near the start of that song, we sit here stranded, though we're all doing our best to deny it. That's a brilliant line as well. Because I think yeah. he's, you know, we're all alone, basically. Uh um, Louise holds a handful of rain, tempting you to defy it. Mm. So, yeah, that's a, yeah, I'm sure that's not what it's about. But well, it's, of course, the, you, him being being strung out on drugs might explain why the the album cover is sideways. Yes, yeah, and blurred. Um, and blurred. Yeah, I think that was a mistake. I think the okay. photographer <laughs> took loads of photographs and then they accidentally chose one that was blurred. 
Um, the, I, I should give a shout out, by the way. I have a good friend whose um, uh, name is uh, Joanna and her middle name is Louise. Uh, and she's named after this song. Uh, now, her dad, Neil, is, um, had a brilliant record collection. So when I was a teenager, spent a lot of time around his house with uh, lots of TDK C90s, including quite a few of the albums that we've talked about on this podcast <laughs> previously, particularly the Who and the Kinks ones. Um, and I also give a shout out to my mate Les, who I recorded. He had pretty much all the Bob Dylan albums when I was a teenager, and I recorded them all off him. So, uh, yeah. Um, on, on this, where, where do you stand on Rainy Day Women then? The, the song. Oh, do you yeah. like that one? Yeah, uh, I mean, it's all right. Yeah, I mean, it's, I, quite, uh, I, quite, I, quite like, I quite like singing along to it. I, li- I, I like the song. I just don't think it fits on this record at all. Mm. Um, it's a bit of a silly song. Um, yeah. Uh, and if it had been like a standalone single, but I just don't think it's representative of the rest of the album. It's yeah, a strange no, way no. to start this album, I think. Um, but, it, but having it at the start's okay. I don't mind it where it is. Yeah. Um, I, I've just mentioned a couple of notable live versions of that that I've seen being played. Um, I, on the, the Water Boys in 1989, they used to finish their gigs with this. So I saw them in Brighton uh, finishing with a absolutely brilliant, you know, very faithful cover version of this. And also the first time I've seen Bob Dylan three times. The first time I saw him, uh, Brixton Academy, 1995, which is definitely the best of the three times I saw him. Elvis Costello was supporting, and in the encore. Uh, Elvis Costello, Chrissy Hind, and Carol King came on stage with Bob Dylan and sang "I Shall Be Released," and then they did this, uh, and uh, with Elvis singing most of it. Um, I just discovered a couple of days ago the whole of that gig is on YouTube, yeah. all of it, and quite decent footage as well. Okay, yeah. so I tell you about my favourite side then. Well, it's got to be side three, unless you're really going to throw a, a curveball. It is side three, yeah, it is side <laughs> three. Um, and I think again, going back to your mathematic idea. It, it might just be that it's got more songs on it. Yeah, well, yeah. true. It might just be that it's got five songs as opposed to the four that are on most of those. The, the, the most, most, most likely you'll go your way, I'll go mine. Temporary Like Achilles, which is fantastic. Absolutely sweet, Marie. Fourth time around, obviously five believers. Um, you know, just go on to um, Temporary Like Achilles, for example, uh, which I, I often get confused with this one and think it's on a different album because just like Tom Farmer's Blues off um, uh, Highway 61 and uh, Queen Jane approximately also off Highway 61 they're both near the start of side 2 of Highway 61 and they they all have a person's name in the title and they all sound a bit similar musically they're kind of the same tempo and the same kind of the old timey piano thing yeah yeah exactly a bit of tap piano and um and they, but also, again, like Absolutely Sweet Marie, they also ha- kind of have verses that go off all over the place, lyrically and concept-wise, with all these crazy ideas coming in. But then a, a kind of refrain, you, you know, in, in this, this case, you know, I want your love in honey, but you so hard. Or, you know, they all kind of have a, a sort of, not a chorus, but a bit that comes in at the end of every verse that's the same. Yeah. Um, most likely you'll go your way and I'll go mine is... Uh, Oh, well, I like that bit, obviously. Everyone yeah, that's that an excellent bit, bit yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, but also, again, the judge holds a grudge. He's going to call on you. He's very badly built and he walks on stilts. Watch <laughs> yeah. out that he doesn't fall on you. Yeah. But, you know, fantastic. More jokes. More jokes. Yeah. And I, I think this is a joke, although um, I'm not sure everyone would think. But in, in um, Absolutely Sweet Marie, the bit where he says, um, 
And I think some of it's in the delivery. It's the way I tell them. Uh, anybody can be like me, obviously. But then, yeah. again, not too many can be like you, fortunately. <laughs> yeah, that, no, absolutely. That, that's, the, that's the key line for me from that song as well. Yeah. That's what I wrote. But I, I really like the, uh, the keyboard riff in that one as well. Really, yes. really good. Yeah. I also, I appreciate the fact that fourth time round is the fourth song. And obviously, Five Believers is the fifth song on that side. You know, that's I, very I good. I hadn't noticed that. Um, Five Believers reminds me again of, you know, from a Buick Six and, and those so Outlaw Blues and those songs off, those bluesy yeah. songs off Bringing It All Back Home and um, yeah. uh, Highway 61. Um, yeah. That, is it from a Buick Six that goes, if I, if I fall down, dying, you better have to put a blanket on my bed. I think that's from yeah. Buick Six, yeah. isn't it? It uh, is, yeah. Uh, and this is kind of similar musically. It's just basically a, a raucous blues. Uh, and yeah. it's great. Very good. Very, very good. I really like that one. Um, yeah. 15 jugglers, five believers. That's all. Yeah. What, that's what's all really that good. about, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. No idea. But probably my favourite on that side of the record uh, is Fourth Time Around. Um, is that a waltz? No, it's in 6 8 time. Six, oh, okay. eight time. No, it's it's not a waltz. It's it's two lots of three, I think. Uh, okay. So, um, but uh, obviously we mentioned Norwegian wood before. Very, very yeah. much like Norwegian wood. But yes, uh, yes. Um, I, I, interestingly enough, the version on I really like the live version, which is just him and his harmonica on the on the um, the live '66 album, the one that's not recorded at the Albert Hall, the Judas show, where the yeah, first half yeah. is acoustic and the second half is with the band. Uh, and on there he does a brilliant uh, acoustic version of um, Visions of Joanna, uh, which I really, really like. And um, do you know, because the, the, the band version of Visions of Joanna, I just find that it's really good, the first verse of it. It's really, really good, first couple of verses. But once the sort of lead guitar bits go in, start coming in, I'm going to ruin the song for you now, because you're, you're going to hear this every time. They're, they're too loud and they're, and they're not necessary. So the first couple of verses is just the band kind of grooving along and Dylan singing. Yeah. And then someone comes in with, probably Robbie Robertson, comes in with sort of putting little lead guitars after each line, a little sort of lick. And it's, yeah. it's too loud and it uh. doesn't need to be there. So anyway, um, so the, the version on, on the live album where it's just him and his guitar and harmonica is brilliant. And the version of Fourth Time Around on the live album is fantastic. And I wonder if, because he changes the melody a bit, and he changes it so it's not as much like Norwegian Wood. So I wonder if he realised <laughs> before he came yeah. to that tour of England, well, well, it really does sound like quite a lot like Norwegian Wood, and I um, changed the melody a bit. But, yeah, that's that's my favourite. And and the arrangement on the album is just fantastic with uh, with those, all those little sort of um, acoustic guitar riffs all over the place. Yeah. It's also funny as well, fourth time around. I've just, I've just got the, the lyrics in front of me here. So the, the bit that, that always makes me smile is that... I think it's the it's the penultimate verse where he says her her Jamaican rum, and when she did come, I asked her for some. She said no, dear. I said your words aren't clear. You'd better spit out your gum. Which is the gum that he gave her earlier on in the song. Well, you're on, yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's my favourite side. Um, uh, although um, I, I'm not I, I'm not I've got absolutely nothing against your favourite side either. That's also yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much flawless, isn't it? Uh, you know, and then, uh, and then, then side four. Now, I, I actually like sad-eyed lady, sad-eyed lady of the Lowlands. Um, a lot of people don't. 
Is that true? I like it as, as well. I like it a lot. I think people yeah. call, it, call it dull and, and no. goes on too long. But, but it's just lyrically so interesting. It, 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 time flies, doesn't it? Yes, it does, yeah. I mean, how long is it? Like 10 minutes or 8 minutes? I don't know how long it is. Yeah, it's long, I think. It's more yeah. than 10 minutes. Well, it? it's shorter on my version because I've got the CD. Um, oh. And um, in order to fit it on one CD, um, they cut off at least one of the harmonica solos or they, or they shorten one of the harmonica solos. Oh, really? And just like a woman fades out whereas on the original record it didn't fade out it had a proper ending so I think they only I've got that CD probably in the 90s um, and it's only fairly recently that they've they've corrected that because now you can fit more music on a single CD so they've the version you buy now but uh, for many many years you've had I've had uh, like a, a you know a slightly less for my money you know well I'd I'd have I would have much preferred it if they'd just sped it up a bit you know just (laughs) Squeak, squeaky Dylan voice, six-minute song, there you go. Yeah, well, th- th- this one was recorded at uh, four in the morning, and you can kind of tell, I think, yeah. you, you <laughs> know, the, the band sound a bit tired. And again, it's that thing where, you, you know, like that bit I said before, the man with the moustache says, please, oh, geez, I can't find my knees, where you've, he's just repeating a little line that you know is some, at some point going to go into a different bit, but you don't know how many times he's going to sing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So for the band, that must be a nightmare, because... He didn't, like, record these songs and send them demos or anything like that. A lot of these songs he was writing there and then in the studio and then recording them. And they were recording them live as a full band and on just onto a full track. So if he made a mistake or changed his mind about the lyric, they had to ditch the whole thing and start it again. With this one, uh, you know, he, 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 there's a lot of verses. He's, he's bound to get it wrong at some point. Yeah, yes. he um, so it's interesting as well. You said you said that the uh, the live versions are you know changed the the melody and so on. I, I think I've seen. I don't think I'll see him again. I saw Dylan uh, maybe four or five times, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I saw him on the Oh Mercy tour. And that was that was probably the best one. Um, I saw him play in Brazil. Funnily enough, when yeah. I was living in Brazil, um, which was interesting but very short short gig. Um, but I do remember coming out of, of one of the, the first, I can't remember where it was, I think it might have been Nottingham even, and thinking, well, I, I didn't recognise any of the songs. <laughs> I mean, I, there must be all be new songs. And then, then saw a set list and it was, you know, Highway 61 revisited. and Yes. <laughs> like yeah. a Rolling Stone. Yeah. <laughs> Blimey. <laughs> they were different versions. Yeah. Well, the good set, at that? Uh, I, I, I saw him at Glastonbury in, I think, 98, I think it was, which was very muddy Glastonbury, um, uh, which was which was pretty good, uh, although I, I, for various reasons, I don't remember that much of it. Um, mm. uh, was, was it raining? Yeah, see, see, see the lyrics of uh, Rainy Tech Woman. Um, and um, then I saw him at Manchester Arena, about I don't know early two thousands and that was wasn't very good uh, and yeah. also it's the arena so which doesn't help so uh, yeah I I kind of decided the same thing I'm not gonna go and see him again um, yeah. Sad Eyed Lady of the Lowlands never been played live you know never once I'm not surprised never not surprised. ever been played live and I think there was I mean one... you'd be gutted wouldn't you if he came, if he came out he said I've just got a half hour set here's the first one <laughs> yeah well yeah, I suppose you know there's probably people who go and see Dylan all the time who, uh, you know, who want to, you know, they're hoping that one day before they die, <laughs> they'll hear him sing Sad Eyed Lady of the Lowlands, just like, you know, saddos like us have been known in the past to discuss 
before we've gone to, for example, a Springsteen gig and, and yeah. say, well, well, I've never heard him play that. It would be amazing if he played that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah um, well, I mean, I think, we're, I think we're probably in agreement this is a pretty good album, right? Uh, yeah. Is it your favourite Dylan album, I think you might have said in the past? Um, no, I, I, I don't think so. I think it's very close to being my favourite Dylan album. I think I slightly prefer Bringing It All Back Home and Highway 61. Mm. I, I find it very, very difficult to choose between those two. What about yourself? Yeah. Do you have a... a yeah, I, I would... I'd agree with that. It's definitely, I would say it's definitely top five, probably top three. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like a lot of the early acoustic ones, uh, although I don't, I don't tend to dig them out and listen to them much these days, that's how, mm. if I'm honest. Um, I, I really like Desire. Uh, I really like Blood on the Tracks. Um, I, I, I dip in and out after that, really. Um, yeah. Oh, what's the one with Changing of the Guard on it? Uh, I really uh, like street that. legal, street legal. I like that one a lot as well. Mm. Um, I've been referring to a, a, a Dylan lyric book, which I bought when it came out. So you can see when I bought it. So it says Dylan lyrics, nineteen sixty-two to nineteen eighty-five. Okay, yeah. excellent. So because so, if you've got anything after nineteen eighty-five, I'm not going to take that. <laughs> <laughs> so what's interesting about it? So obviously I've been listening listening to this, the the album and, and reading the lyrics, which is not something I would normally do, but I thought it'd be interesting to do it. Um, in this particular instance. But at the, at the back of the book, where you might expect just there to be a list of song titles, mm-hmm. um, there are song titles, obviously, but there's, there's also what it describes as being key and important, um, either first lines, sorry, first lines or key lines uh, of selected songs. Oh, okay. Right, and, uh, and so I thought, well, I wonder how many of the, those key lines and selected songs have come, been taken from... This album, yeah, and it turns out quite a few. Okay, so now, now don't we to cheat? So I know you've got some lyrics there in front of you, but don't yep. be rephrased. I'm, I'm going to give you what I'll to describe. Me, as a, I'll move. I'll move my notes out of the way. Okay, either a first line or a key line, and and I reckon I reckon you'll get them all. I'll Go be very then. surprised if you don't. Give me a But try. then it gets harder, right? So so okay, these are all all from out songs on on blonde on blonde. So ain't it just like the night to play tricks? Okay, that's visions of Joanna. Opening line. Early in the morning. Early in the morning. Early in the morning. Da, 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 da. That's um, five obviously five believers. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a tricky one. Everyone must get stoned. That's uh, rainy day within numbers twelve and thirty-five. Yeah. Guilty undertaker size. Guilty undertaker size. That's I want you. It is very good. Honey, why are you so hard? Oh, I just mentioned that before, didn't I? That's um, the, the second song on side three. <laughs> uh, um, the one I said was one of my favourites. Uh, is that yes. Temporary Like Achilles? It is, yes. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mean to treat you so bad. I didn't mean to treat you so bad. Sooner or later, one of us must know. Yep. My warehouse eyes, my Arabian drums. That's uh, the sad-eyed lady of the lowlands. Yes. Nobody feels any pain. Tonight, as I stand inside the rain, that's just like a woman. It is. Ragman draws circles up and down the block. Stuck inside a mobile with the Memphis Blues again. Yeah. Standing on your window, honey. Standing on your window. You know I want you, honey, why you so hard? That's the same one, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> yes. That's the Memphis again. It, it yeah. is, yeah. Well, you're doing very well. You've got three left. Time will tell just who fell. And who's been left behind when you go your way and I'll go mine? Very good. Uh, when she said, don't waste your words. I don't think I know that one. Oh, that's fourth time no. around. 
It is fourth in a row, right? Come on. And I, and I know you're going to get this one. This, is, this has been very impressive. Uh, with your mercury mouth in the missionary times. That's Sad-Eyed Lady of the Lowland again. It is. Congratulations. Hey. You got all 12 key lines from uh, Blonde on Blonde. Now, unfortunately for you, mm-hmm. uh, I am aware that this is the only Bob Dylan album that comes up in, uh, in this list. Yes. Uh, so we won't have a chance to go back to, to talking Dylan. Yeah. So... Uh, I've got ten more for you. Okay, from 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 other other albums. Oh, okay. I hope you're in the sixties. Well, I mean, they're all from albums. I think that you've mentioned potentially from songs you've already mentioned. Okay. So I think I'm, I'm optimistic. Okay, so uh, born in Red Hook, Brooklyn, in the year of who knows when. Born in what? Sorry. Born in Red Hook, Brooklyn. In the year of who knows when. I don't think I know that one. No, no, pass. You do know it. Do you I? You know the song. Yeah. What's that? It's on, des- it's on Desire. Uh, Joey? It is Joey, yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. Crimson Flames tied Crimson through flames my... Crimson Flames tied through my back pages. Very good. I'm buzzing early for that one, yeah. <laughs> do you love me or are you extending goodwill? I don't think I know that one either. No. Sorry, are you just just extending goodwill? That's on Street Legal. Uh, no, I don't know it. Ah, is your love in vain? That was. Uh, early one morning, the sun was shining. Early one morning, the sun was shining. I was laying in bed, tangled up in blue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, this is this is good just to get the Dylan impression, really. Uh, far between sunrise's finish and midnight's broken toll. Um, Chimes of freedom. Very good. God said to Abraham, kill me a son. Army 61 Revisited. That's one of my favourites. I love that song so much. That's a great song. And that verse as well. It's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. I got this graveyard woman, you know, she keeps... keeps, Oh, I can't read my writing here. That's one of the ones I mentioned before. Yeah. Um, She keeps my kid. Sorry, yeah. Um, Is that... From a Buick Six or Outlaw? It is from a Buick Six, yeah. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, I once held her in my arms. Uh, I threw it all away. Excellent. Uh, if your memory serves you well... The wheel's on fire. This wheel's on fire. Very good. Yeah. yeah last one. Yeah. Uh, my love, she speaks like silence. Without ideas... That, that's... I always get mixed up with the titles of this. It's either Love Minus Zero Divided by No Limit or it's She Belongs to Me. No, she Belongs to Me starts with She's Got Everything She Needs, She's an Art. So it must be Love Minus Zero Divided by No Limit. Excellent. Yay. Fantastic. Just one blip on an otherwise perfect performance. Very good. See, it's too late, and that one. That's, that's, from, that's from the late 70s, that street. Yeah, yeah. So, you, like, know, yeah. you know your era, don't you? Yeah. Now, here's a little thing that I don't know if you want to ever think about this and come back to me, um, maybe maybe on the next next pod or, or see, say you do. But um, talking of Love Minus Zero uh, over No Limit, mm-hmm. of course, famously, that is a, a song title as a mathematical equation. Yeah. What other songs can you think of that have mathematical equations in the title? Okay, I've got a couple, um, and I'm not sure the second one qualifies, but uh, uh, I will have a think about it and come back to you on this. But um, right. there's um, so listener, listener can can bigger than dynamite, bigger than oh yes, equals MC squared. Yep. And talking heads, love, and then an arrow, building on fire. Which is no, I'm not good. Love comes that. to a building on fire. 
Um, I'm sure there's. I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I've got a nagging feeling that there's a greater than sign in this, in in somebody's song, but I can't think what it is at the moment. Well, shall I give you some prompts to leave, see if, it, if leave, you're that? leave it with me. Leave it with me. I'll, right. I'll answer it on the right. next podcast. We we should we should do our marks and then we should um, say what um, what we're doing in the next podcast. What the, oh yes, okay, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's easily a, a nine for me, um, and sometimes it's a nine and a half. Yeah. So, which one are you going for? Nine. Okay. I, I'll, I'm going nine and a half. I, I do think if we were doing bringing it all back home or Highway 61, that would be a ten. But uh, a bit like you, pledging my time. I like pledging my time. I'll gladly listen to it, but it doesn't excite me as much as the rest. And I, I like I say, I don't think Rainy Day Women fits really with the rest of the album. So yeah. um, I kind of skip it. But I think I I, I think I think this this Dylan fella has got a future. <laughs> you think he'll go far? Yes. Yeah, I think, I think well, he might. We're talking of the future. Where where are we going next? What album are we talking? Albums? I, I, okay. Can I just say thank that's a, that's one of your best links ever. But ah, yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> so on tape on tape twenty seven. Uh, we're going to be listening to some English psychedelic pop from 1967 with Blossom Toes, We Are Ever So Clean. Uh, And then from the following year, 1968, we have the self-titled album from The Savage Resurrection. Both albums, I'm sure, you know inside out. I have literally never heard of either of them. Robert Pollard's Guide to the Late 60s is a Trust the Wizards production. You can find out more at pollard60s.com and on Twitter at pollard60s. If you liked it, then please subscribe and review wherever you get your podcasts. You may also enjoy their other podcasts, which you can find at trustthewizards.com. Original music by the Malibu Storks. Kika Revelves and Chorizo Garbanzo are currently appearing in Waiting for Godot at the Mail Theatre in Leeds.